Welcome to the Worthy Bitch Podcast, the place where we discuss all things self-worth so we can stop living life as a victim and start living life on purpose. My name is Autumn. I'm your host and the creatrix of the Worthy Bitch. I am so excited that you have made the decision to embark on your Worthy Bitch journey. Now let's dive into ourselves. Alrighty, it is time to talk about chakras. Chakras. Before I get started, who loves chakras? Raise your hand. (laughs) Okay, who has heard of chakras but has no clue what they are? Yeah? Who has absolutely no idea what I am even saying right now? What is a chakra? Shock? What are you, what are you, she's talking about? Okay. We're going to learn everything about chakras right now that you would possibly probably ever need to know unless you want to study chakras extensively. So chakra, a chakra is a center of organization that receives, assimilates, and expresses life force energy. That is a quote by Anadia Judith. She wrote Eastern Body, Western Mind, and it's an excellent, in-depth portrayal of all things chakras. I mean, I'm talking, I used that book as a reference on this information as well, and I'm talking, she goes into so much detail that you would never even think of. I highly recommend checking out Eastern Body, Western Mind by Anadia Judith, if you want to learn more about the in-depth nature of chakras. So we're just going to be surface level today a little bit. I'm going to get into a little bit of depth, but it's going to be pretty basic, okay? So let's get started. There are seven chakras. They run up the body from base to crown, and they develop in the same order. So it goes from the root chakra, which is at the base of your spine. And then it goes to the sacral chakra, which is about two fingers beneath your belly button. Um, that's your sacral chakra. That is your where your reproductive system is. Then you have your solar plexus chakra is a couple of fingers above your belly button where your digestion is and all of that. Then you have your heart chakra, obviously at heart center, your throat chakra, your throat, your third eye, and you're on your forehead in between your other eyes, and then your crown, which is the top of your head. And forgive me here, these, I'm going to tell you the um, Sanskrit terms for each chakra, but I am not a Sanskrit expert by any means, so I... Some of them I know how to say pretty well, some of them not so much, so forgive me. The root chakra is the Maludahara chakra. So this chakra represents your right to exist and to have. This is your right to be a part of this planet, right? The basic issue for this chakra is survival. So when people get stuck in the sacral chakra, they are stuck in survival mode. This is, I mean, not the sacral chakra, in the root chakra, in the Maludahara root chakra, people get stuck there and they are stuck in survival mode. And this is not a fun mode to be in because you cannot ever think about anything else except for your basic survival needs, which no person should have to worry about having the things that they need to survive on a daily basis. 
Um, yes, like I said, it's located at the base of the spine, on the base of the tailbone. It is associated with the organs of elimination. So, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory if you, the, or, where the organs where we eliminate. And also with the legs, feet, joints, and the skeletal system. So people who have issues with their legs and their feet and their joints and their bones and stuff like that probably have a really deep issue with their root chakra and their right to exist on this planet. I know that's something that I have struggled with myself. <clears throat> All right, Maludahara, the color is red. Red, root chakra is red. The element is earth, gravitation, grounding. The demon is fear. So if you're feeling really afraid of life, then you may need to do some connecting with your root chakra to figure out what's going on there. Why are you, why are you afraid? And identity is your physical identity. So this chakra rules over the way you feel about your body and the relationship that you have and like how you identify yourself with your physical body. So a balanced root chakra, balanced maludahara, is very secure. They are stable. They have a sense of trust, a will to live. You're self-assured. You have good physical health you're balanced some affirmations to use to bring more balance into your root chakra and to, to connect with your root chakra are I have what I need I am safe I trust life I love life I am grounded I trust myself I feel secure I am stable I am deeply rooted I am safe. I am connected. Those are those are really good root chakra affirmations. If you're feeling a lot of times we'll know when we need those is when you say them and it feels like you're lying to yourself. You need to say that more. And you can even say it as you are safe. Like you're telling yourself you are grounded. It's a good practice to learn how to communicate with yourself as if you're talking to yourself from yourself. Like, I love you. You are amazing. You are powerful. You are strong. All of those things. You talk to yourself that way. Not only saying it to reassure yourself that I am these things, but to tell yourself that you are these things. Unbalanced root chakra would represent as fearful, ungrounded, undisciplined anxious, insecure, and having a weak immune system. People who don't feel like they have the right to exist tend to have a lot of um, dis-ease in the body because the, that your body is the thing that keeps you anchored to this planet, keeps you existing on this planet. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat is a little itchy today. To balance the root chakra... You want to spend time in nature. Really? Yes. Earthing and grounding, walking barefoot on the earth, spending time connecting to the earth, grounding down. That is amazing for root chakra. Sitting on sitting on the grass or on a rock or anything, grounding down, getting close to nature. You know, swimming is awesome as well. 
Carrying crystals in your pocket. This is a really good way to increase your root chakra energy and to be more grounded without having to be walking barefoot on the ground or swimming in a creek or something like that. And to eat more root vegetables and produce. Yes, carrots, potatoes, beets, radishes, all of those really delicious grounding. I love sweet potatoes. All different types of yams and sweet potatoes are amazing for grounding and, and really nourishing your body with that that grounding energy. And it, like I said before, if you've listened to my previous podcast about Ayurveda, like increases like. So if you're bringing in an if you're bringing in food that is literally from the ground, then you are going to feel more grounded on the inside. So chakras develop in order from root to crown, and they sort of stack on top of each other, similar to stacking books one on top of the other. And I will go into more detail about this, but it's very important that they stack properly, right? Stacking books on top of the other, you don't stack them properly, then what's going to happen? The sacral chakra, Svadhisthana. I hope I said that correctly, Svadhisthana. So the sacral chakra is your right to enjoy existing. It's your right to want things. So if your root chakra is your right to exist and your right to be here, your sacral chakra is your right to enjoy being here and to feel pleasure and to want things and to have desire. It's, that is a lot of people's issues. I know I've struggled with all of these Personally, I am not even going to try and pretend like I haven't. So, you know, no shame here. If you do not feel like you enjoy, you know, or you have desire, then then you are not alone. The basic issue for the sacral chakra is sexuality. Anybody's having anybody who's having a disconnection from their sexuality or having any kind of, you know, shame around their sexuality needs to address their sacral chakra. It's located in the womb, the pelvic region, a couple of fingers beneath the navel. It is ruled by your reproductive organs. So if you're having any issues with your reproductive organs, I have shared in a previous episode that I have had issues with my ovaries and my womb space and having cysts and PCOS and, you know, amenorrhea and all of these things. That is a big, big sacral chakra, imbalance, wound, whatever you want to call it. It is something I needed to connect with my sacral chakra, and that's what I've been working on. The color for the sacral chakra is orange. So you'll start to notice a theme here with these colors. The root chakra is red, and the sacral chakra on top of that one is orange. Its element is water and polarity. Connecting with the water is a great way to connect with your sacral chakra, showers, pools, bathtubs, oceans, lakes, rivers, whatever it is, it's really going to increase that sacral chakra energy in a positive way. The demon of this chakra is guilt, feeling guilty about things. I know for myself personally, I have struggled with guilt my entire life. It used to be debilitating to the point to where I would have a conversation with someone and then once that conversation was over, I would analyze every single thing that I said 
in the conversation and make myself feel so guilty for talking to those people or who, how having that conversation in general, I would pick myself apart and be like, how, how could I say it? And it wasn't even, it wasn't even anything, you know, I've been doing this since I was a child. I didn't, and I was just like picking myself apart. Like, why would you say that? And how come you would waste their time by making them talk to you? And I would just literally regret and feel so guilty for talking to those people. I think regret is the demon of another one coming up. So it is, it, your sacral chakra rules over your emotional identity. So how you feel emotion is all determined by your sacral chakra. Amazing, right? I think it's incredible. Balanced sacral chakra is has emotional intelligence. You feel sensual and sexual you feel intuitive, you're creative, you're fertile, and you're comfortable with intimacy. A lot of people who have a blocked sacral chakra cannot have babies. That's a big issue. There's so many people having in vitro and um, artificial insemination and all of these things. And I think that a lot of that could be done in a more natural way if they would address the so- the chakra situation and try to connect with those areas to see what the block is, you know. Then also I think that once they were pregnant, they would have a lot more smooth pregnancy. Okay, so some affirmations that are good for the sacral chakra. I love my body. I am sensitive. I am passionate. I am creative. I am sexual, I am joy, I feel, I am passionate, I want blank. You can say you want joy, I want creativity, I want love, I want prosperity, abundance, whatever it is, it's your right to want those things. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you have a lot of guilt around feeling that it's not okay to desire things in your life, you need to connect with your sacral chakra. She's crying out for you to be abundant and prosperous. That is your birthright. Another one, last one, I love my body. Just go ahead and say that right now. I love my body. How many times do we say that a day? I would guess not many. Some of us maybe, yes, but I mean, I, I know for a fact most people probably say the opposite. Say it again. I love my body. It is perfectly imperfect and I love it. So an unbalanced sacral chakra feels fear of change, cannot handle change in the unknown. Um, you may have poor boundaries. You may feel really rigid and like that goes back with the, the fear of change. You don't want things to be different. You're ruled by your emotions. This is a big one. People who cannot control their emotions and they are controlled by their emotions are really unbalanced and have a blocked sacral chakra or an overactive sacral chakra. Probably if you don't feel emotions very much, it's blocked. If it's overactive, overactive, then you are ruled by your emotions and you cannot get a grip. That was me. Obsessive attachments 
and guilt. I, I actually remember having these issues from the time I was a little kid. I was always so specific on how everything had to be. And if things were not that way, I would freak out and then feel guilty about it. So to bring your sacral chakra into balance, it is so, 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 so crucial to feel to heal. I will say that again because that is my motto, feel to heal. Have to absolutely have to feel everything, right? Do not deny yourself. Do not hide from yourself. Do not run from yourself. Do not numb yourself. You feel it to heal it because if we don't feel it, we can't understand it. We can't learn from it. We can't do anything with it except for keep it there how it is and make it make it worse, right? Feel to heal. Movement. Movement is crucial. Ecstatic dance, yoga, etc. Whatever type of movement feels good to you, especially the free flowy, not planning. That's why ecstatic dance is so amazing for the sacral chakra because you do not think about it. You just do. And that is where we are free and things start flowing. Be creative. Draw, paint, write, do any type of art or activity, craft, anything that you want to do that it expresses your unique creativity. And if you don't think you're a creative person, then you are kidding yourself because we all are creative in some way, shape, or form. For example, I always thought I was not an artist. I can, I can draw a little bit. I like to paint. I love to color more than anything. I like to draw mandalas and stuff like that. But I did not think I was an artist because I could not draw portraits or paint really beautiful masterpiece type of things. And I actually realized one day I am an awesome chef and I make all my food look beautiful. And so I was like, oh my God, this is my art. I am an artist in my cooking and my baking and all of those things. And it just comes naturally to me and it, it puts me in that place of being creative where you're in flow and you just feel like everything, you feel so peaceful. So wherever you find that peace, your your creativity, your art doesn't have to look like everybody else's, okay? And it shouldn't. That's just not right. Be your, be yourself. Be unique. Connect with the water element. Swim, take a bath or a shower or, you know, if you're, put your feet, if you're near the beach, go put your feet in the ocean Whatever it is, even if you want to just, you don't have access to those things, you want to wash your hands a nice long way or drink a bunch of water one day and just really be present with that and feel the water in your mouth and as as it's going down your throat and in your stomach and you really connect with that water element. So as I mentioned before, that they the, the chakras stack on one another like books. If a chakra does not develop fully balanced before it is time for the next chakra to begin maturing, then the next one will not be able to stack itself onto a solid foundation. This is why in Ayurveda, when we look at one's symptoms, we recognize them as a result of a deeper underlying cause. We don't just look at surface level and try to put a band-aid on things. No, we want to cure it from the inside so it doesn't come back. So that way you're not dealing with it for a lifetime. And you can the chakras are, a, are apparent in many areas of life, including your hands and feet, like at the base of your hand the heel of your palm at the very bottom where it meets your wrist that is representative of your root chakra right above that sacral chakra right above that solar plexus where your fingers attached to your hand is your heart chakra then it goes to your the first below the first knuckle 
is your th uh, throat chakra and in between the knuckles and the middle of your finger is the third eye and then the tips of your fingers are your crown chakra. I think that's amazing. I just thought that was such a cool thing to share with you guys. Okay, so the solar plexus chakra, Manipura. Manipura. M-A-N-I-P-U-R-A. Manipura, the solar plexus chakra. This is your right to have authority over yourself and to be free. Your right to take action in your life. The basic issue is power. So, in all of these chakras, there can be an excess or a deficiency, or you can have both in different areas. You can have an excess in your body and a deficiency in your mind and vice versa. There are so many different ways. That's why learning these things is so powerful for you to understand yourself so that way you can live the life that you want to live and not fight yourself the whole way there. You actually will be a team with yourself. So someone who has an overactive uh, solar plexus chakra will have really strong control issues. They will want everything. They want to be in power and control of uh, everything, absolutely everything. We see this represented in a lot of our politicians today. They want power. A deficiency would be the opposite. Wants nothing to do with power. Hands over completely all of their authority. Doesn't even want to have authority over themselves. And the location is directly above the navel and the abdomen. So if you just take like two fingers, two or three fingers up above the, um, the navel, you'll be able to feel the little dip underneath your, underneath your rib cage. There you go. That is your manipura, your solar plexus chakra. It is where your digestive fire, your agni lives. It is ruled by the organs of digestion. So if you have issues with digestion, Again, it can be too much, not enough. Then you need to connect with your solar plexus chakra. Overactive digestion, diarrhea, bloating, all that kind of stuff. Underactive actually can be bloating as well, but usually like constipation. So just remember that. This is why these things are important. It's not just, you know, woo-woo spiritual stuff, which I love, but a lot of people don't care for that. They don't want to they, they want to know how it's going to help them practically. This is how this information helps you practically. If you're in pain, if you're having discomfort in your body, it's not just who you are, right? There is something wrong. You can fix it. The color is yellow. The element is fire and combustion. That's why it's in charge of your um, digestive fire, your agni, and breaking down food and using it for fuel combustion the demon is shame to be ashamed of yourself a lot of people are ruled by shame and it cripples them and it prevents them from doing what taking action which is what the solar plexus is all about is taking action and having authority people who are ashamed of themselves don't want to take action in their life they're scared to do that and they don't want to have the power over their life these people want to work for other people. These people want to be told what to do every day all the time. They don't want to have to tell themselves that. It just is too much. It's too big of a task. It's overwhelming. They don't trust themselves, right? Trust yourself. If you're feeling this way, connect with your solar plexus and, and try and understand what it is that's bringing the shame. And it's probably something from that you've been harboring since you were a child. That's how most of this happens. 
And the identity is the ego identity. So your ego also lives in your solar plexus. And so, again, you can have an overactive ego or an underactive ego. And people who are ruled by their ego, we obviously call them like egotistical, narcissistic and stuff like that. But it's actually not necessarily a bad thing unless it's too far out of balance, right? We definitely don't want to have an underactive ego. We don't want to have no authority over ourselves. We don't want to stand for nothing, right? We want to know who we are and stand firm in that. A lot of times people who don't have a strong ego are waiting for somebody else to tell them who they are and how to live their life. So your ego is actually very, very important. It's your friend. Your friend, your ego wants to make life be the way you tell it to be. Okay, so yes, just remember that. A balanced solar plexus chakra, you, you are confident. You are strong-willed. You are clear about your identity. You have good energy. You are able to take action and you have a sense of personal power. Those are awesome, balanced, Manipoda solar plexus qualities. So some good um, affirmations for the solar plexus. I am strong. I am confident. I am authentic. I can. I direct my own life. I choose what's best for myself. I am powerful. I am ambitious. I love and accept myself. I'm going to say that one again because it's amazing. I love and accept myself. I am strong. I believe in myself. I stand up for myself. I will. I do. I can. Unbalanced solar plexus chakra. You may have a victim mentality. The world is out to get you. You have no control over your own life. And so everything that's happening is happening to you because you're not actively living your life. Don't do this. If you see this happening, you have an underactive solar plexus. You need to work on building the fire inside your mind so you have power over yourself. Do not give away your power. Do not be a victim. And most of the time when we feel like we're a victim, it's because we're a victim of ourselves and not someone else. Or both. Um, also feels you may have low self-esteem. You may have chronic fatigue, control issues, defensive or competitive. And we're talking about overly competitive here. There's a good healthy competition, but we're talking about overly competitive, right? Obsession with power and money. Of course, these things are important, but people who are obsessed with it and they will just step on anybody that it takes to get to the top, these are the people we're talking about here. They have an overactive solar plexus. Spend time. So to bring balance to your Manipura chakra, you want to spend time in the sun. I always feel like that is the opposite, you know, like like increasing like that if you have too much, it just depends. So like you would want to, if you have an underactive solar plexus chakra you would want to like charge yourself with the sun to bring the sun's energy into yourself flame gazing is amazing flame gazing can do both at the same time it can increase your fire and and bring it down into balance right because it's on the outside and so it's like the osmosis thing deep relaxation practices 
Um, a really good one is restorative yoga. Restorative yoga is really, really good, and a lot of times it focuses a lot. So these would be for an overactive solar plexus. You wouldn't want to do these necessarily for underactive. You want to do more heating things for underactive. But for overactive, you would want to really focus on compressing the abdomen to eliminate heat from the abdomen where the solar plexus is located. Um, emotional connections, just really connecting deep with yourself and your emotions. It helps to remind you how to have compassion and empathy with others. And sit-ups to expel heat from the abdomen, but not too many. You don't want to do it too fast and everything that will have the opposite effect. Obviously, it will make more heat in the abdomen. Okay, the heart chakra, anahata. The heart chakra is your right to love and to be loved. Wow. The basic issue is love. So many of us have this issue and we don't even know it. We don't allow ourselves to be loved and we don't even know it. The location is the chest. Remember, well, actually, that was, was the last episode with the Ayurveda, that the chest, when you get a lot of congestion in your chest and stuff, it's the kapha. So kapha and anahata, um, a, a lot of times they work together. And your heart and your lungs. So if you're having any issues with those areas, then you need to check on your, on your heart chakra and give yourself some love. The color is green. The element is air and equilibrium. The demon is grief. Yes. Allowing yourself to feel because to love is to experience pain eventually. If you allow yourself to open up to feel such profound love, which is the reason why we exist, is to create relationship and, and love with the world, then eventually we have to learn how to accept when that love comes to an end because everything comes to an end on this planet, but temporarily. And the social identity, how you choose to interact with people. I mean, you can tell people who lead from the heart. You feel safe around them. You feel their love. You feel their compassion. You can tell when people have a blocked heart chakra, right, when you're talking with them. They're so disconnected from emotion and they don't let themselves feel and all sorts of things. And it's obvious on the outside, especially if you're connected with your heart chakra. It's even more obvious. A balanced anahata is unconditional love. What a beautiful thing. You are compassionate. You are peaceful. You have a good immune system. You are empathetic. The difference between being sympathetic and empathetic. Sympathy is I feel sorry for you that you are experiencing this hard time. Empathy is it literally hurts me on the inside. I feel for you that you are having a hard time. I can't believe like you don't just feel sorry for them. You actually feel for them. And another sign of a balanced heart chakra is able to form intimate relationships, to connect on a deeper level. Some affirmations. I respect myself. I am grateful, I am peaceful, I am loved, I am kind, I am pure, I love, I am loved, I live in balance, I am open to love, I respect myself, I am kind, I am peaceful, I accept things as they are. 
unbalanced. So when you have an unbalanced heart chakra, you may feel a lot of depression. This may be caused from a, a blocked heart chakra. You feel grief. You may feel jealousy. You may choose to be antisocial. You don't want to make those connections because you can't even connect with yourself. So why would you want to connect with others? You have poor boundaries. Either you try to overconnect to fill your heart chakra up with other people's feel, feel other people's love and you don't give it to yourself or either you have too many boundaries and you won't let anybody in so it comes on both sides and you can have poor boundaries in your mind where you have too many walls in your mind and not enough with your body so you don't honor your body and you're just letting people come and go as they please and you're not that's pushing yourself away from your heart because you're opening up your body and you're disconnecting with your mind or you can have the opposite to where you're so closed off with your body and you don't allow anybody to be intimate with you, but you're very, very, very compassionate and empathetic and loving for other people in your mind and you do more for them than you do for yourself and you don't fill your cup. So you can see how it shows up in so many different ways. Another one for unbalanced anahata is demanding. People who are demanding don't feel loved probably and they want to feel loved that's why they're telling people what to do all the time because they need to tell themselves what to do and to balance the heart chakra you want to do an emotional release of grief allow yourself to cry allow yourself to feel allow yourself to release whatever it is that you're feeling on the inside that you've been holding for so long and I don't mean just to feel it to see it and then push it back down. Something that I've noticed, this happens a lot with people who drink alcohol. They have a lot of, don't get me wrong, I love wine and I have the drinks here and there, you know, but I've noticed this especially with alcoholics and people who have a hard time with alcohol. Alcohol brings that side of ourselves out that we don't usually want to show people. And so if, if you are the type of person that uses alcohol to help release emotions, Stop doing that. That is not how, that's not helping. That is having the opposite effect. You are bringing those emotions up to the surface and seeing them and feeling them, but the alcohol is preventing you from being allowed to release it. So it's being pushed back down and it creates a cycle. And what it does is it just builds, 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 builds those emotions. So it gets worse and worse every time. You don't feel better. You feel worse. Do not do this to yourself. Do not drink and then let yourself have a pity party. Stop it. Stop that. If you need to have a pity party, have a par pity party first and then go have your drink. That's the order you want to do that in, I promise. Journaling for self-discovery. This one is super, 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 super powerful. Awesome. I have always been a person that likes to write, but I have never really been super into journaling like really hardcore. And when I hired my coach, she really pushes me to do the journaling prompts. And I have learned so much about myself. And connecting with self through the breath. This is an underrated practice that people don't think about. Breathing. Just breathe. Like really focus. Close your eyes. Why do we resist this? Why is it so hard for us to want to sit and just breathe? I don't understand. I myself still... I resist this. Every morning after I get up, have my coffee, I'm drinking, I take my vitamins, all of that sort of thing, and then I go into my yoga practice. And after yoga, I want to sit, breathe, meditate, all of those things. And that's always the part that I feel the most resistance around. And it's like, why? 
Why is it so hard for us to sit still and be quiet and just breathe? Because we don't allow ourselves to do it. It takes practice. Believe it or not, something as simple as sitting quietly and breathing takes practice and it's worth it. And inner child work. A lot of our a lot of our wounds come from when we're children of things that happened or experiences that we had that we didn't understand and it hurt us and we we held it in our heart and it put up, you know, walls or blockages or it causes things that happen now. So we may not understand why we are the way we are now, but if we do the inner child work and we're able to connect back to those times when we're a child and communicate with our little girl on the inside, she will show you what where those wounds are and how to heal them so that they stop holding you back in your life, right? If you believed from when the time you were a child, maybe you, for my example, like I was, my father was never around. So I had abandonment issues when it came to him. And I realized that I was having a hard time allowing myself to be loved because I was scared that that person was going to leave me. And so in all of my relationships, I would make it be that way. Like I thought I was doing everything on the outside to be to be fully in that relationship but on the inside I wasn't fully there because I wasn't able to do that until I healed myself from that wound from being a child so it's a very very powerful important practice that I'm sure many people many many people can relate to okay the throat chakra vishuddha the throat chakra is your right to speak to hear truth and to be heard the basic issue is communication again like I've said I have had issues with absolutely every single one of these chakras. So if you are saying like, oh my God, I have all these problems. I can't, you know, I don't feel like I deserve to be here. I don't feel like I deserve to make the money I want to make. And I don't let myself be loved. And I'm scared to talk. I'm scared to speak my truth and say how I really feel. Girl, you are not alone. I promise you I have been there. I still deal with this stuff. I still struggle with communication on an intimate level. It is hard for me to really, really, really express deep down what I'm feeling because I get so emotional, which is heart chakra, and then I don't want to allow that release. And so a lot of times what I've noticed for myself is that I'm not able to communicate vocally unless I first am able to release. And so if I feel like I need to talk about something, it usually comes out as tears and then the words follow. And I've learned to just roll with it and honor that. And it takes a special person, like whoever you're talking to, some people can't handle that. Some people don't want to be, you might have to go cry first and then go talk to that person. However, you have to handle it. But a lot of times our throat chakra is blocked by our heart chakra because we won't feel, so we cannot express how we feel. Like I said, that they stack like books. The location is the neck, the throat, the voice, the esophagus. I said esophagus, but it's esophagus. The color is blue. And the element is sound and vibration. Sounds are very, very important. They play a huge role in our life. I always say that one of the most disrespectful things that you can do is make somebody listen to something that they don't want to listen to. We cannot turn our ears off. We cannot close our ears like we close our eyes. We can just try to ignore it, but it's still coming in. Respect your ears. Honor honor the things that you're listening to. Honor your body by listening to the things that lift you up, not the things that bring you down. Because 
like with the sound vibration, people talk about, oh, you're killing my vibe. It's because of the the sounds and stuff that they're sending you. It's killing your vibe, right? Don't kill your own vibe by listening to the wrong vibration. The demon is lies. Yes, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. People who lie may have an overactive throat chakra. And there are people who are intolerant to lies like I am because I grew up surrounded by liars constantly. So... I think it shows up in different ways, but just do not like pay attention to yourself. If you feel the need to lie all the time, there is an issue there. You do not feel safe. People don't just lie for no reason. Even if it seems like they are, there's a reason. It's the creative identity. Your, I mean, literally your, your throat chakra is how you express yourself, you know, it's how you express your creativity. Even if you're doing art and stuff, it's still, it's still, coming out that way and a balanced throat chakra you have clear communication you have a resonant voice you are a good listener because the ears and throat are right there you live creatively you have good expression and you tell the truth some affirmations for your throat chakra i speak my truth I speak with love. My voice is strong. I express my soul. I listen with interest. My voice is clear. I am clear. My voice is strong. An unbalanced throat chakra you, have, you may experience he- hearing issues. You may have thyroid problems. You may have speech defects. You may have a fear of speaking. This is a big one. That was mine. I was terrified in high school to talk to people. If I got called on by the teacher and I had to answer a question or something, people were like, oh my God, she spoke. Did you hear her? It's like, yeah, that is how scared I was to talk in school. It was bad. I was completely blocked up and all my chakras, like, all the way. All the way. Just like like a little bottle completely closed up. Uh, You may have an issue with telling lies. You know? I'm not here to point fingers, but you know who you are if you're doing it. And that's something that you need to focus on and address for yourself because if you are so busy telling lies to everybody else, your life will eventually become a lie and then you'll be lying to yourself and then you won't trust yourself and that's going to cause a whole bunch of issues. So if you know that this is something that you struggle with, please take the time to address it and if you don't know how to do that on your own, then reach out to me because I would love to help you figure out where it is that you are scared, why you're telling these lies, and how to stop doing it so that you can live your life truthfully and be honest about who you are and not worry. And you may experience a sore throat. Sore throat coupled with maybe a a loss of being able to speak. These are issues with with the vishuddha, the throat chakra. So some good ways to bring the throat chakra into balance, singing, chanting, toning. Toning is when you like, say you have a a sound bowl and you're making it make the sound and whatever sound it makes, you try to match your voice to that sound. 
and um, mantras, you know, you any type of mantra, so hum, so hum, that one's a good, like I am, I am that, I am that. I love Soham. Um, there are so many that you can do. Storytelling. Getting used to using your voice. Telling stories. They can be, you know, fiction or nonfiction, whatever. Sometimes the fiction ones are really, really fun to get you used to opening up your throat chakra and allowing yourself to express yourself because it's not it's not necessarily coming from you. It's not facts. It's all for fun. And so it gives you that freedom to play around with it, right? Playing air instruments to open the throat. So anything where you have to blow into it, a trumpet, a clarinet. Um, I have an ocarina. I love it. All of those things are really good for opening the throat and getting that air flowing through it. And a good affirmation on top of the ones that we already spoke of is my voice is necessary. So the Ajna, I can never remember how to say this one. This is the third eye chakra, A-J-N-A. So the third eye is your right to see and to be seen. The basic issue is intuition. So your intuition is the inside of you that tells you right from wrong and where to go and what to do, what not to do, all of those things that you just feel it and somehow you just know. That's your intuition. So if you're having issues hearing your intuition or, you know, whatever it may be, then that's your third eye chakra. It's located at the center of your forehead between your brows and it's associated with your head, your mind, and your eyes. The color is indigo. And the light element is light and luminescence. So brightness, obviously it's associated with your eyes and eyes are associated with light and being able to see. Illuminating. I don't know if you've noticed the color was indigo, right? So if we go back to the root chakra, red, sacral chakra, orange, solar plexus, yellow, uh, heart chakra, green, throat chakra, blue, third eye, indigo. Do you see a pattern here? Yes. The demon is illusion, right? So we were talking about telling lies and stuff and then creating a life that's a lie and living in an illusion. So your demon is illusion and things might not be what they, uh, what they seem. And it has an archetypal identity. So it's that one is kind of hard for me to explain right now here. Archetypal identity. It's just like who... Who you are, the, the, the qualities of who you are, are you driven, are you motivated, are you creative, are you free-spirited, are you a wild child, you know, that was like my nickname growing up, the wild woman. My mom used to call me that, you wild woman. Balanced third eye chakra, able to visualize, establishment of personal identity, you know who you are. You can, you can visualize things and um, really see it in your, in your mind's eye and see the steps and know how to take action on that. You're imaginative. You have a great imagination, a really good memory. You're perceptive. You have good dream recall. This is a big one. People who say they don't have dreams. Yes, you do. Your third eye is blocked. You can't remember them. You can fix this. There are ways to practice your dream recall and it is powerful and it is usually pretty quick it's also really important to address your third eye and why it's blocked 
So some affirmations for your third eye chakra. I see clearly. I am intuitive. I am insightful. I am innovative. I am connected to my own inner vision. I see the beauty of the universe. I am open to inspiration. I am connected to my own inner vision. I said that one already. My mind is opened to new vision. I am intuitive. Unbalanced third eye. You may have nightmares. You may never remember any good dreams. You just may not have really, really bad ones. You may have eye disorders. Yes. Dry eyes, itchy eyes, blurry vision, um, lots of different things. You may have eye disorders not being able to. Yeah, not, not having a really clear, healthy, balanced third eye chakra. A lack of imagination. Just like, oh, I just don't, I'm just not creative. I just can't ever think of anything. You know, I've had this problem a lot too. It takes practice. Work on your imagination. Play with your imagination. Be friends with it. Don't just, you know, something I've realized of myself. I tend to, whenever I don't like something about myself, I tend to get mad at it and try to fight with it to be what I want it to be. Like, oh, you know, I have abs or, you know, have imagination. I want to be creative and like trying to boss it into doing it. It's like, no, you have to love it into doing it. You have to love yourself into those things. You have to work on your imagination by loving it, by playing with it, by being free with it. And then that's when it feels free to open to you, right? Same thing with something like your body, your abs or whatever. I personally have never had abs. <laughs> um, I do really think that I can have them and I want to have them one day, but I'm not going to get them by being like, have abs, have abs. No, I'm going to get them by loving my body and giving it the love and the exercise and all the things that it needs, right? Usually when we try to boss ourselves into doing something, we have the opposite effect and then we resist it and we, we don't want any part of it after that. You may have brain diseases if your third eye is unbalanced. You may have hallucinations or poor memory. These are all, these can be very debilitating in people's lives. So if you're experiencing these, please, please address your third eye. It is so important. So to bring balance to your third eye chakra, um, connecting with image, connecting image with feeling. So there's a really good meditation practice. It's like visualization meditations where someone will walk you through it's a guided meditation practice where they'll walk you through and and have you experience different textures and colors and places and things and stuff while you're in meditation you can even have your eyes open just staring at the ground or something but to have them closed I think is best for me from what I've experienced but they would they would walk you through and you feel the the col you feel the um, sensation of the red velvet and you hear it and when your fingers brush over it and you bite into a lemon and you taste the the fresh tartness and it makes your mouth pucker and like all of these different things that is connecting image with feeling you can see it and then you can feel it and that is a really good way to bring balance back into your third eye dream work like we said Learning how to have good dream recall. That one is awesome. Learning to let go of what was for what is to be. Art therapy. 
coloring, drawing, etc. Literally, that one's good for like everything. Um, we have the crown chakra. This is the last one, the Sahasrara. This one's hard to say. The crown chakra, your right to know and to learn. The basic issue is cognition. It's located at the top of your head on your crown. It's associated with pure consciousness. So your divinity. The color is violet. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. It's the rainbow. This is the top. And the element is thought and consciousness. The demon is attachment. Um, either too much attachment or not enough attachment. A lot of times people who have an overactive crown chakra are completely dis are unattached from this reality I went through a phase where I was completely unattached from this reality and I did not even view death as a bad or a painful thing for people I actually thought of it as like awesome I was like oh yay for them congratulations you guys are no longer here and I, that's how disattached unattached I was from this planet Identify universal identity. Like, who are you outside of this planet? Who are you outside of your body? What is your spirit, your universal identity? A balanced crown chakra is thoughtful, spiritually connected, have a broad understanding, intelligent, aware, able to perceive and analyze and assimilate information. Like, if you have a hard time bringing information in, looking at it, and figuring out how to use it in your life, that's associated with your crown chakra in your mind. Some good um, affirmations. I know. I cherish my spirit. I trust my intuition. I understand. I am complete and one. I am light. I am one with the universe. I am complete and one with the divine energy. I am at one with the universe. All of these are great. Um, an unbalanced crown chakra. You may have learning dif difficulties. Your brain isn't able to hold the information. You may have migraines. I had migraines my whole life since I was 12 years old. I thought it was associated with my hormones. Mm, probably not. That's probably around the same time when I started having issues with my dreaming and, and stuff like that because I used to have really amazing dreams when I was a child where I could fly and stuff and now when, when I got older I couldn't have any more dreams. My, my crown chakra was blocked. You may have amnesia. You can't remember things. You're like, oh, you were somewhere yesterday. Where was I? I don't have any idea. Um, you have a rigid belief system. It's your way or the highway. You are over-intellectualization. You have over-intellectualization. Just that word alone is an over-intellectualization. You want everything to be by the book and science-driven because you cannot understand anything that is not proven in front of you on a piece of paper. But by somebody that you've never met before. It's like you can't figure it out for yourself. you got to have somebody prove it to you and confirm you. Like that is an over-intellectualization. And you have a disassociation from the body. All, a lot of people, this is where I think it comes into where you see a lot of spiritual people who don't have the healthiest of bodies. They're too much in the crown chakra. They're not able to take care of and support their physical body because they're living too much in spirit. And so to balance your crown chakra, you would want to meditate. This is amazing, important, connecting with yourself, connecting your mind, body, spirit, soul, disconnecting from the things that are going on in your brain and connecting with your higher self. That's the point of meditation. Learning and study, focusing on bettering yourself by studying and learning and reading, 
and examine your belief system. Why do you believe what you believe? Where did you develop these belief systems? And how long have you been holding them? A lot of us believe things and we don't even know when, where, why, how we started believing them. We're just there. It's really important to have discernment with yourself. An affirmation, divinity resides within me. Divinity resides within me. So now it's your turn to share. I would love to know, how do the chakras show up for you? Can you see how they play a role in your life? And where do you feel the most balanced? Or where do you need to work on cultivating more balance? And how can you work with the chakras in your daily life to benefit your evolution? And also, this is a fun one. What is your favorite way to work with the chakras? Do you like to use crystals, meditation, art and creativity, um, singing, dance, being in nature? What is your favorite way to connect with your chakras? I would love to know. Please send me a message. You can message me on Instagram, email me, uh, wherever you want to. You can just respond to the comment on the bottom of this um, on the bottom of this episode, let me know your favorite ways to work with chakra, how they show up with you, and where you might need assistance. I would love to help you figure out why you're imbalanced and how to bring that back into balance. I love talking to people about chakras and all things about them themselves. I am just fascinated with people and why they are the way they are, and I love helping them understand themselves. So please do not ever be afraid to reach out. I love you guys, and I will catch you on the flip. Peace out, home skillet biscuit. And if you loved this episode, I would love if you could leave me a review on iTunes or you can find me on Instagram at The Worthy Bitch or YouTube at the same handle. My email is theworthybitch at gmail.com with a period instead of an I in the word bitch. So that is period tch at gmail.com and stay tuned for my website that is currently in the making. I love to connect with you and hear from you and I look forward to meeting you very soon. Have a great day, chicasita.